0: All right,
1: we right here, because Texas Prison Story family, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Tim Snow, and, uh, man, I got a special one for you here. This is actually going to be my best interview and my favorite one that I did. Shout out to my yeah. C, because C was the most uh, fun interview I did before this, because I always liked his music and stuff, and, man, you're a real homie, so this going to be fun. Uh, y'all, this this man right here is one of the guys in my main story. He's an OG cat, did about eight years on B-01, and he's actually one of the cats Five. that I had to go. Five, I thought you did eight, my yeah. bad. Five, I don't want to stress nothing out, I'm sorry. Listen, real. one of the cats when I got there that I had to go in the cell with and fade the heart check, man. So, it's <laughs> crazy. You got to do the same thing. We're going to talk about all that, man. So And uh, he actually contacted me, Watch this story. And said, "Cuz you might don't remember that exactly right. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna talk about all that shit. Cuz I might don't remember that. All right. How about that? Because my fucking adrenaline uh, yeah. was going strong. I was Drunk moving, kid. moving at light speed. Scared, nervous. You know what I'm saying? Trying to show yeah. out, man. I, I, it's a good chance I don't remember it right. How about that? You know what I'm saying? So anyway, no. introduce yourself. Uh,
0: tell them later, yo, what's your name. Where you from? Man, my name Byron B K A Blue Boy." You know what I'm saying? I was born in Chicago but raised in a little city called Killeen, Texas. You know, Fort Hood. You know, over the years since I've been gone, Killeen has been on the map. But then, you know, life started in Austin, Texas. You know what I'm saying? When I got put out the house or I had to leave, you know what I'm saying, once I walked that stage, hey, Austin, Texas where it went, where I went to. And then, you know, it's like when I went to Austin, it's like, hey, now you're on your own, and that's why I had to become a man. You know what I'm talking about? I'm by myself. You know what I mean? Great. It's like one thing led from from one thing to another to, you know, me even being married. People wouldn't even think that. They're like, damn, you got married. Yeah, I was married at one point in time. I got a son. You know what I'm saying? He's 19 years old. I just talked to him yesterday. And, uh, you know, hey, man, you know, I just played the hand that, that that life dealt me. You know what I mean? I played the hand that life dealt me. And I ain't folded. You know, not yet, at
1: least. You know what I mean? So, hey.
0: That I was just, that. got was yeah,
1: Hey, listen, man, one thing, I'm going to start this off right, and I'm proud of you, and I love you, because you tell me all the time now, and I say the same thing, that you did learn your lesson in there, man. That shit was sorry oh, yeah. as hell, and you don't want to go back, and that's why you're right here saluting, man. That's what's up. You know what yeah. I mean? So we're gonna I tell talk people about that all story.
0: the time, you know, it, it used to be one thing I never wish on a person, and that is death. You know what I'm saying? But after doing time in TDC or TDCJ, whichever you want to call it, don't matter, it was prison. I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. Now, it's a lot of people that deserve to be in prison, but to just say, hey, you, you need to be, nah, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. And then to yeah, my uh, understanding, they say it ain't got real bad now.
1: Yeah, I heard it worse, man. So, uh, listen, we're going to start it off. I'm going to ask a little bit about you, man, because they're going to want to know. Uh, When you you did five straight, was it five tight? That's what you did? All together, it was seven. You know what I'm saying? Let me see. So I got a seven year sentence
0: and I did like six since some change on it by the time they gave me parole. My right, first two right. years I did on Dawson State Jail in Dallas. You know, that was transit, you know, and everything like that. Then uh when they said, Hey, you finna get ready to go, they said you going to Beto One. I was like, Damn, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't heard about Beto on the streets, you know what I'm saying? I then I heard more about it when I was in the county jail, and then just so happened, that's where they shot me to. So I was like, you know, hey. And, and, and I was listening to your story on, on intake, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of how, how my intake was. I remember coming through that back gate, but where the uh, vocational was at. And I guess they was getting out, and I always see a whole bunch of gang signs going in the air. So I'm like, yeah, they said this was a gang-related unit. I said, well, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like you say, you go through the back door, come through the uh, infirmary, you know, sit there, whatever. They're going to get you classified, I tell we are going to go. We came through that infirmary door. I remember making that right-hand turn, headed to IJKL. And um, they said, hey, you going to K-Wang? I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, I'm looking over on I-Wang. I look over on K-Wang uh, or dorm or in the day room. And I'm like, okay, so this is what I got to deal with. So, going up in there, got my little old mat. And then uh, I had walked to, uh, that went to put it by myself first. So, you know, like, hey, in and out. And my city was somebody named Troy. They ended up hurting that dude. And uh, he was like, I guess on cell restriction. All this shit brand new to me. So, I don't know none of this shit was going on over here. I just came from this little kiddie playground over here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I know the rules are different here on the ID unit. So, you know, he was telling me, give me a little in and outs or whatever. And then finally, you know, it's like, okay, in and out, go to the day room. So I'm like, all right, here it is. Now I got to go ahead and uh, make my debut. You know what I mean? So it's like I go to the day room and, you know, they say you're supposed to ask, but I was like, fuck it. If I ain't supposed to see it, they going to tear me. So I went up there by the back TV where the essay sat and I sat on their bench. And I remember uh, it was a blood dude. I don't know if you remember. Damn fool.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: feel- he sat me on my shoulder. He was like, hey, you bang? I'm like, yeah. And I said, IGC. So then he looked around. He's ex-con. Pointed over my head. And I see this big old black nigga stand up. I'm like, oh, god damn. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I thought about was what they told me in the county is like, hey, you're going to have to fade some people your first couple of days. There. So I'm like, hey, ain't no problem. I ain't fucked up about that. But then when I seen this big ass nigga stood up, I'm like, man, I got to fight him. Because I ain't know the rules of the game. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's like, okay, sat down. We knew a couple of the same homies and everything from Austin. And uh, it wasn't that many of us over there. It wasn't that many. i, I say about five or six of us over there that was IGC. And you know what I'm saying? So I sat over there like while the homies sat there. They said, this is the Crip area right here. You know what I'm saying? The Bloods is right behind us. Then he showed it wherever else. So I'm like, all right, cool. And and when I first got the beat though, it was still rocking and rolling. You know what I'm saying? Cause SIG and close custody was still here. I pulled up on Beto 07. February, uh, yeah, matter of fact, about February 07 when I pulled up on Beto. And then, you know, so you know, at the time, you know, they were still screaming uh 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 what was that uh cold reds and cold blues? You know what I'm cold saying? Red. I know cold red was in yeah, yeah, can't on officers. So I'm like, I just see them put up down I'm
1: like, man, this is for real. This is for real up in here. And it's like my if first couple of weeks. Them, when I they call, call it cold red, tell them what happens yeah. when they call cold red. Everybody run, huh? They just drop their shit and run. Takeoffs, whichever direction it is. <laughs> Hey, be be like 40 officers. Every wing, they kind slam man, the doors and take off. Every day. My first,
0: I'm going to say, I'm going to say 10 months there. That's all you heard. Cold red, cold blues all day long. Running back and forth, running back and forth. And I'm like, man, come on. And you know what I'm saying? The one thing I, I did when I first got there, I, I had to take in my surroundings, see what the fuck going on. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to miss anything. And one thing that kind of fucked me up is I see a lot of these niggas got their arm around each other. So I'm like, man, is he dude gay or what the hell? So they like, found out later on the Haiti. That's his homeboy. It ain't no gay shit going on. But anyway, I'm uh, in my first week there. It's like, I told my cell, I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm going to sit in the cell for a couple of days, man, you know, get my head right because I'm on an ID unit. You know what I mean? And it's going down. And I in mean, my first night, they was violating somebody. Somebody from Hoover. I guess dude got in debt with another family and, man,
1: they brought it back. You know how these...
0: Uh, was uh, the the go
1: to the back. Yeah, Was it Saucy D that time? He was the Hoover that got violated right before we got there. Probably it was him. No, I was way before you got there. This is when I first got there. Okay. This is like my first
0: two, three days there. You oh, know what I mean? So it's like... They was back there violating him, and I seen what they was doing to him. I'm like, God damn, I was like, man, all these niggas on him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they stomped this dude out. I'm talking about this the first time I heard a man cry. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, Damn, man. But they end up Xing him out. So it was like, I didn't know he got xed out, but uh it was I don't know if you remember Ink. Um, I was working in the uh in the chat hall and he tried to I locked up with him. the Ink came to him and said, Hey man, he ain't okay. Somebody just tell me he said, Hey man, uh he, we don't lock up with him no more. And then I'm like, okay, so I ain't trying to get in trouble. I ain't trying to have what happened to him happen to me. Right. You know yeah, what I'm no. So I'm like, yeah, for real. So um, I remember after that first and I finally come out. I'm like, okay, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I hear the way these niggas talk to each other, call each other bitch-ass niggas. And the first time I heard somebody call a bitch-ass nigga, I'm expecting a fight. But then I figured out, man, they homeboys. And that's just the way they it's fucking play. I'm days. like, okay, yeah. okay, I got to get used to that too. You know what I'm saying? Decipher what's real and what's not. But, you know, that first week, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say that first week that first six, ten months was hell to me. You know what I'm saying? It's not only the inmates that, that, like I told my uncle when I was writing him, I said, man, it ain't the inmates here I'm scared of. It's these guards. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Because these guards will make you disappear. I have seen uh-huh. the million niggas behind that wall, you know what I'm saying, get into it with a guard. They take them back, you know, the X-Wang, and you'll never see them again.
1: You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, that but X-Wing, then, listen, man. I tried to tell somebody about that, that X-Wing. If you didn't go back there, you didn't even know what the hell was back there. That was an ugly door right there, and them boys would just disappear for real. I've been on X-Wing by probably about three
0: times doing PhD. You know what I'm saying? Catch a case. And that's oh, where they yeah. – uh, when you your 14 and 1, that's where they send you the X-Wing. And Basically, the X-Wing right. is, like, when you go through that X-Wing door, you got one side with a gate, and then you got, like, I think 10 cells. It's the A side and the B side They both got 10 cells. You go behind this closet, and then you just got bars that go from the ground to the ceiling. And you go through your bars and you just got a bed and a toilet in there. That's it. You just sit in that bitch until hey, they let you go. You know, but the only way I did my time in X-Wayne, the motherfucking library books. I said like, as soon as that car go by, I'm like, hey man, just give it about three or four. I don't even care what it is. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's sir. like, man, give you, 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 you a chance to get your mind right, but then you gotta. Go back out there to that bullshit, you know what I mean? But it's like, on Beto when I was there, I asked, I found two people that had a lot of time. I don't know if you remember Blood Trip? Yeah. He said he think. had been on you know, 20 years. And that was about like, oh, eight, when I was on Medium Cousin, I asked him, I said, man, how long you been here? He said, man, I've been here 20 years flat. I'm like, damn, on this one unit? He's like, on this one unit. I'm like, man, how the hell you do it? He's like, I got a life sentence. Wherever I go, it don't matter. I'm like, well, I feel that, you know what I'm saying. Then it was a Mexican dude, old school dude. I think I had asked him how long he'd been gone. That
1: fool had been gone longer than I've been living. Hey, that listen, time. you remember the remember the the dude that cut everybody's hair on that back wing by the white dudes right there on K wing? Everybody would sit on the ground and he would cut their hair. He had been yeah. on Beto like he had been on Beto seventeen years right there when I got yeah. there seventeen. And guess what? He had been on K-Wing like 17 years. and that yeah. crazy? That one, same that wing. one
0: player, he was next door to me, Ezell. He had been on K-Wing. He said since the first day he got there. And he had been man. on beat about 10 years. I was like, he said, I've been in the same cell about 10 years. I was like, what? I said, yeah, nah, I can't, I can't do it like that. I gotta move around, see what else around here, what other wings do, and all that shit, man. But take no, this out.
1: But can you imagine how much shit those guys could probably observe that we missed? Honest <laughs> to God, that boys was they had eyes that was trained, and we didn't. You know what I
0: mean? And that's why I messed around with a lot of older cats, especially ones that's been did a lot of time, been gone for a long time. They know a lot of things that 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 that, that. Evidently, you've been doing it for 20, 30 years. If you've been in this, in the system that long and you're still alive, so hell, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna take heed from you because you done been yeah. down this road. For you know, and I was like, man, it's a trip. It was another old school cat. He had been gone about 20-something years.
1: He died remember, on K1. Probably Mr. Speaker. You remember Mr. Speaker? He died over there, man. That was from Galveston. He had a table oh. by himself. The old man with the crane that had his own table. I think so. Yeah. He worked in the that laundry room.
0: Yeah. Yep. 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 He ended up dying up there on, on the wing. That shit that fucked me up was early in the morning. And it said, yeah, it said it was blood, dude. And he said he thought damn. he was dancing. He's like, he went to the ground. So he like, he ain't think nothing of it. And then finally he yelled out, hey, man, we got one back here dead. And I am like, damn, hey, man. Leslie or some shit like that. I forgot his name. Landy.
1: Landy Speaker, man. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Landy Speaker from Gals. Everybody out. Yeah. Hey, but check uh, this out, bro. I didn't never even ask nobody. How the hell did that man have his own table by himself in there, man? Nobody else had one. He had his own table, cause that was crazy.
0: I can't explain that, but I mean, to understand that hey, and the respect of that 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 the from people to where you know, hey, they ain't ain't gonna fuck with them.
1: You know what I'm saying? Maybe
0: he, he was a specialist, and you know, people don't want to mess with them You know, the boy, I don't know.
1: He yeah, had bodies in the 80s and stuff, and they knew about it. You know what I mean? Before they started locking you up, he had bodies, too, like my man, Mr. Larry. So that's what it was. He had that old-school respect, and that wasn't nobody going to take his table, no Mexicans, no nobody.
0: Wow. Well, you do
1: disrespect, that's it, and it. It used to trip me out, like even those who had,
0: quote-unquote, assigned seats, like you remember Zim, you remember Low Life. Uh, uh-huh. had assigned seats over there, and they were like, hey, that's a – when I sat down one time in Zim's seat, he wasn't in the day room. It's kind of like, hey, that's one of the 60 OGs uh, seat right there. you sitting there, you know what I'm saying? So just let you know if you come
1: and ask you to move, you know, just have respect and get out the way. I'm like, all and right. you know what? This man. was crazy. His seat was over there by the Mexican folks, man. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't even yeah. by us. And he sat right there by the door where he could watch everything and everybody, man. It was Let me real. see. From the first second that... Was that?
0: was the neutral bitch. And then it was us. One, two. He had that four seat on the corner too. That was in our way. That was the right. MC. And I was like, you know, he couldn't right. but respect that. And when he came and I seen his light skin nigga standing there, he like, hey, you in my seat? I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get him out the way. Hey, you
1: can hate this bitch. Yeah, that boy had that look, didn't he, man? He had that scary ass look to him. He really did. I remember him, though,
0: because everybody used to talk about Zim before I even thought about going to TDC when I moved to Austin. Everybody like yeah. OG Zim, OG Zim, OG Zim. I'm like, no, nah, I don't know him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know him. They say, you don't know Zim? I'm like, no, nah. I said, I'm not from here. I said, I just moved here. You know what I'm saying? But he's like, okay, okay, cool. So then when I finally get locked up and sent the beat and I hear his name, I'm like, hey, you from Austin? They're like, yeah. I was like, man, a lot of people talk about you out there, man. I finally get to meet you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, all, I had to meet him this way, but I finally get to meet him. But you know, I don't know if you know his case, but he was on some gangbanging shit and hit it in yep. the And that's how he got that 99. I was like, yep. man, everybody right. that, that from Austin, Texas that was around in that era keep talking about hey, this, his case.
1: And they know Zim had bodies in Dallas and in Austin. He had bodies two different places, man. He wasn't playing. And he was pure on gang banging back then. He was in, ending people's lives over that shit, man. And he took it serious. So, Listen, when he this is what I what I didn't ever even explain to people you gotta understand, when a man threw his life away on purpose, gangbanging, right. killing people and shit like that, knew what might can happen, and right. you walk in claiming his same shit. Well, you better not yeah. be no hoe. You better be for real, exactly. huh man? Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That, that wasn't just him, but that was any family up in there. But you know, right. at heart check, and this is what I say, that to me, didn't prove anything as far as you just going, there. okay, yeah, you're going there, fight, get beat up, blah, 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 whatever the situation may go. But what's going to show me is when you out here by yourself. Because there's a lot right. of them out of sync up there in that and hard check shit, and then when a the ride break out, they're the first one to catch the wall take off. You know what I'm saying? Right, they don't even right, want right. to help up Like, for instance, check this out. Like I said, my first couple of days in there, I stayed in my cell because I'm trying to get my mind right. My next door neighbor was a white dude. And he would never come out of his cell. Every time the doors open, boom, you hear his clothes. And then one day I started observing that. Like when they start from three row and come down, somebody from three row I try to come down here and catch him slipping or whatever. You know, and I was like, why do they keep running up on this dude's cell? So one day I'm in there sleep, And they must have called it in and out and called him slipping. And they ran up in the cell. I'm talking about you heard him over there hurting that dude. You know what I'm saying? That's what woke me up my sleep. I'm like, what the fuck going on? Got my mirror on the run trying to see. But then the only thing I see was he had all this shit packed and he left. So I say about two years later, I'll talk to this white dude. His name was Little Wood. And he was talking about the incident. I said, man, that happened okay, Wayne, about a couple years ago? He was like, yeah. I said, man, I was like, my first couple of days in there, I said, what happened? He said it was a ride that happened and he didn't get in and help. And they, had, they was trying to get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. And finally they caught his ass slipping and ran up off the unit. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Damn. man, that's hey, that's, that's really open my eyes right there. I'm
1: like, man, now nah, this shit for
0: real, man. This shit for real. Hey, check
1: here. this out. Listen, he didn't participate, and he just tried to stay in the cell the rest of the time and hope they didn't catch him? Exactly. Every day when they call in and out and roll the doors, he make sure he his celly get
0: out in and out free, but then he'll shut the door real fast to where, hey, they won't run in on him. But one day, they caught his ass slipping. And now you all all heard was just rumbling going over this. Shoes squeaking, that's it. <laughs> Come on, man.
1: Hey, the shoes squeaking, yeah. You know that's going down. But listen, man, man. Damn, what the hell was he thinking? Man, he knew that wasn't gonna last forever. I
0: didn't know, know what was going on. Like I said, I'm fresh over there. I ain't even been on BO 72 hours yet. And man. all this shit going down. And I'm like, man, hold on. I not see more fights in a little bit since I've been here. I'm talking about violations every night. You know what I'm saying? like I said, I said,
1: I said he huh? was there. Damn, 72 hours. Wow. Yeah. Hey, listen, I want to ask something. When you had to go do your heart check yourself in there, was it your first day, second day, third day? What you do? Cause they made they let me wait till my third day because I was tired and shit. You know what I mean? Check this out. Now, my in you know, a
0: funny style. When I first got there, Con kind of was like, Yeah, we do heart checks and everything like that. But he said, uh well, he said we, we, we ain't gonna do that to you. You know what I'm saying? He said, We're we gonna do let your walk speak for itself. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I don't know what that means, but all right, Sue, so I just did my time. But I just kept in the back of my head, hey, at some that point time, legit. you got to go up and sell with these niggas. You know what right. I'm saying? So um, i say about two weeks or maybe a week, you know what I'm saying? He, he tried to go ahead and run it, but I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I fucked up because, you know, I've been seeing at 9 o'clock count all the fights and everything go down in the back of the run. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just thinking that, hey, we finna go to the Back and run, get this done real quick before all the everybody get out and have it done. That's the way I thought. So you know, it was like, okay, hey, we're going in. So when we go inside, they all go down to the Con Cell. I go to my cell, so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get this heart check and say, hey, my nigga, you supposed to be down there with them, huh? Blue, huh. hey, where you at? Hey, I'm in the cell. So I thought we was... Then I explained to him. He's like, no problem, no word This is what we're gonna do. He said, uh, we'll run it tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, cool. He said, this time coming to sell." I'm like, I got it, I got it, I got it. You know what I mean? But then they all came over there and they said, you know, we ain't going to do this. We're just going to let his walk speak for itself. You know what I'm saying? But watch watch this, though. This is how they, quote, unquote, run their check. I ended up on medium custody, right? And it was a dude. They called him the hitman, uh, the unit hitman named Stein. And um, he come to me one day. He said, Blue, you will to make $100? And, you know, me, because he's like, my I play chess with him, you know, spades whatever dominoes. And I was like, yeah, this bullshit, right? So then um one day the SSI came through me a kite, so I read the kite and he was like, hey, basically what's going down is uh the dude on the uh he was the SSI that's on the uh wing, we're gonna run him out. So I was like, okay, so give me the I said i let me we're at chow. Because third chow uh it happened, and we went down to the uh chow hall. And he ran the whole play to me, you know what I'm saying. I don't know if I'm at liberty to speak on this, but I guess I can because everybody gone now, and that's what that was years ago. Yeah, if everybody
1: but, ain't in it, ain't gonna hurt nothing if everybody's free. Just do we? Hey, the only thing we don't do is just give up no game on shit that they might still be doing, and It ain't gonna hurt nothing. I don't anybody, think, yeah. anyway. Yeah. The
0: dude where all the cigarettes and all the shit like that, all your work, end up getting popped and his mule, and it was somebody that you wouldn't expect to. B as mute, but it made sense though. It was a good cover up because the the, the broad was I'm talking about, her, hey, she buy the book, buy the book, buy the book, buy the book, buy the book. But evidently he had a trailer. Dude was watching all his plays and all that shit like that. Woo-doo woo. And he ended up telling on everybody, the mama, the kid, and the kids. All got caught coming in, woo the woo and all the other. So he get in trouble and everything like that. So dude paid us. He said, I'll give y'all hundred dollars, man. Y'all run this dude out. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I ain't tripping. I said, he don't bang, dude. He said, no, nah, he ain't affiliated because, you know what I'm saying, you don't want to run off nobody that's in a, in a family oh. because that'll end up starting feuding feud in, uh, in, in owner unit. So I was like, fuck it. I said, let's go ahead and get it. So I tell my people, hey, I'm finna get ready to go to jail. Go down there. With, man, I'm about, I had a hard time with this big-ass nigga. It took us all of at least 15 minutes to work this nigga. You know what, what I'm saying? So that dude, but I'm a little bitty dude. But this dude, they call him Truck. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, God damn. I'm talking about we working and working and working. He didn't want to go down. And finally, style wore him out. And everything was set up. You know what I'm saying? They cleared the whole fucking, what was on, you Wayne? I was on on T-Wayne. I was on T-Wayne. So they cleared all the RSTU. I'm talking about was naked down there. But hey, everybody knew about it. I got paid later on that night and everything like that. So, cool. While I got paid, I took that bread. And I took care of myself because I'm on medium cussing. I'm asking help from the homies. They ain't sending me, we'll get you some. we'll get you some. I think, what's that nigga name? C Murder. He the only one selling like five tuna packs back there. And I turned them into suits. But anyway, um, I took the money. I get cigarettes. I get the green. And hey, man, now my locker looking good. They mad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, break bread. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, man, I'm back here on medium. You know I'm saying? I had to get it the best way I could. And if that's what I had to do, damn it, shit, I'm, I'm good now. You know what I'm saying. So my thing was, you know, I had a hot little mouth. All of my cases jammed there was uh threatening officer cases. You know what I'm saying. So now I caught one too many threatening officer cases, and they getting ready to uh pull them, give me some more medium custody time, basically. You know what I'm saying. So everybody here, everybody, you know, word get around. Blew them with the motherfucking jail again. Uh, behind threatening officer, this person here. Duh, 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 duh. So big six, he had that. Uh, you remember big six? I don't know if you remember him or not. I
1: don't remember him,
0: Kyle. So. Unit. He come back there. That was F. that's when F Wayne was PhD. He come yeah. back on F Wayne and he said, "Hey, you under violation." I said, "All right, cool." You know what I mean? So, shit, did all my PhD time. Did uh, uh, did my fourteen and one, and I already got word. Hey, come to uh, what was that? PT. That was P Wayne. Come to P Wayne, and they need to talk to you. No problem. Went to Jumal that day, and then I had straight over there to P Wayne. Evil. He had came over there with me. You know, I showed up. I, I guess they thought I wasn't going to show up. You know what I'm saying? So they were talking about some, Uh, yeah, Uh, we're going to put you under violation. We violate you because you catch too many cases. You know what I'm saying? You just sitting there bringing heat to us. And I was like, man, how am I bringing heat to y'all? That's, that, that's, that's my business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever I get, man, I don't hurt y'all, but I knew what it was. Y'all was mad because a nigga hit this lick, and I didn't quote-unquote Hey, I, I broke bread with X-Con. I broke bread with Big Six. But, man, and uh, uh Roger, they had their own thing going on. You know what I'm saying? So they felt like, well, we want to violate you because you caught too many cases. All right, let's do this, man. You know what I'm saying? So I go in the cell, man, and, hey, I come out. Black eye, that's about it. But it wasn't what they thought it was. It wasn't yeah, nothing yeah. what they thought it was. You know what I'm saying? You thought it was something. After that, I ain't had no problems with nobody I'll beat on no more for the rest of my time.
1: You know what, hey, what I'm saying? Listen, hold on. Hold on. Listen. You walked into that fire. You didn't know what could happen. Honest to God, no. anything could have happened when you hit P-Wing, See. homie. That could have killed you. It's right. But I know one thing and two things for certain, man. Say, bitch ain't pumping
0: my blood. If y'all want to do I want to do, I'm going to show up to the showdown. And at that time, no, I ain't even had my shank on me at that time. I ain't even have it at that time. Cause I finally had
1: had to get me one of those when I was on Medium. Cause, cause hey, I'm talking about- check this out, bud. Check it out. Hold on, hold on. This part one. I'm finna stop it right now. Here go part one. Part two gonna be about medium custody. And then part three, we're gonna go about when I showed up in over there. Hold on. So let me stop this right here, and we're gonna run it in. It's part part two. Y'all tune in for part two. There you go. There we go. Texas Prince Dory family salute, y'all. It's your boy Tim Snow here with my partner Blue from ATX. It's one of the real songs I know, man. Real OG cat did his time on beat one like a real man, never folded, and I'm glad to have him here. Hey, had you know, to. Cause
0: man, I, you know, I said had to, but you know, it's a lot of people on there. I think I had witnessed probably about three suicides on Vito. Motherfuckers just, just realized they couldn't do their time. It was to the do their kid himself on X-Wayne, and I forgot the other two wins were dudes that uh, committed suicide, but man, say that was an experience. I mean, I'm gonna say it like this. That was the highlight of my life. It was my prison time for real. That was a highlight of my life. It's I, Something I, I'm that you never go. forget, huh? You can never forget that never shit. Well, never forget. Yeah. Talking, because I, that prison time scared me so much. Nigga, I left Texas, and went to California, my nigga. Shit. After I got my shit together, I said, man, fuck this shit. I can't, cause because the judge here told me you if I see you in my courtroom again, I'm not going on lord of 25 hey that's a life sentence for me that's a life sentence for me yeah.
1: real talk. You know real talk. 40
0: years old just, hey, I can't do it I ain't going to do it <laughs>
1: no 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 hey listen, I want to ask you about medium custody because so far on YouTube, there's been nobody yeah. that that has really had uh any real deep experience with it because i didn't hit I didn't hit medium custody close custody. I stayed G2 population you know I try to stay out mm-hmm. the way. But uh, yep. I know it's a lot different back there. Cause tell me about your first day, your first day medium custody. What was it like?
0: Scary. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you just like that. I'm gonna tell you it was scary. You know I don't give a fuck what no motherfucking man say. Anybody that done time in TDC, your first day there, yeah, you was nervous. I don't give a fuck what you say. And that was just like my first day back on Beto. Because now you back here with all these niggas. And all these people, they got life sentences. You know what I'm saying? This this, this is where all the real fucking penitentiary, are like, what you wanna call it? Uh, the convicts are at back here. Tulu. That's all he did was did his time on Medium Cousin. They say, babe, that nigga got 499 years in the stack, And all his time come off a of Medium Cousin. I don't know why he liked it like that. But man, I was nervous in the bitch because when I was in population, that's all you hear is going down to Medium Cousin. It's going down to Medium Cousin. I'm like, damn, but that nigga stay into it. And I was in the kitchen, and when they used to come through for the kitchen, hey, them niggas, hey, no filter. They ain't give a fuck, man. If it was something on that plate that wasn't right, if one inmate didn't want it, all of them didn't want it. I'm like, oh, man. They said, man, they can finna start a ride. I'm like, what? Yeah, they finna start a ride. I'm like, oh, man. They said, go and brace yourself. Them niggas don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm down here. So I remember Blue, he was from where he was from. It was the other Blue from uh, where he was from. uh Stacking them niggas was, uh, what was the nigga? They was out of Dallas somewhere. Foltray. That's where they was from. They was from Foltray. I'm a a blue from Foltray. He was back there. Me and him kind of knew each other. So it went straight to him. Hey, what's up? You know what I'm saying? And he was trying to kind of put me on. He said, hey, man, it's like, hey, you got to stay, stay, stay. Or as they say, your C's and G's back here. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm paying attention to everything. It's like everybody doing their own thing. It's really like no democracy back there, but it's straight penitentiary. They followed the old law. A lot of the shit that the niggas was getting away with in population, now they're not getting away with it back there. Like one time, it was a a essay. And um, he robbed another Mexican family. So it was already understood. They was going to kill this fool. So his family was like, no, don't kill him. You know what I'm saying? He said, let us take care of him. What does he owe you? Okay, we'll pay you back. So Q from Trey57, you know, when we was dropping out for, uh, it was for breakfast. He came to me, he said, Blue, when you get back in the day room, catch the wall. The S.A.'s finna handle one of theirs. I'm like, fuck, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, cool. And you know, medium custody, you know, you, you behind chicken wire. You know what I'm saying? Unlike like, like up the population, you know, you just behind bars. Just imagine chicken wire being all over all, all over those bars. That's where BDM custody is. So it's like, okay, in we day that room,
1: Like the day room, got box, day room got chicken wire, day room got chicken wire on the sir. bars? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, like sir. This, you you got it like that so you can't throw nothing. They lock your ass in there and keep you so you can't mm-hmm. throw nothing out. Yeah. I didn't exactly. know understand that and then, and then I was closed custody too at
0: one time. So you know them fool niggas back there was some fools. So um I go ahead and catch the wall, you know what I'm saying? One row, two row, three we all in the day room. So I'm like, well, where's it coming from? And he said, it's coming from Mexico. So, you know, we already know it's going to be coming from, at the time, coming from the back corner to our our left. So then they was like, three row, go in. So as soon as three row, go up in that motherfucker, and you know when you're on three row, you can't see what's going on in that day room. You know what I'm saying? So as soon as they go up to three row, one of the SAs look up there. He look over there, give him the fucking uh, sign, and I seen two Vato standing, and they started stabbing this motherfucker. So I was like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? I am I get tunnel vision and everything, because I'm like, man, what the fuck? I'm like, this is my first time being in the day room and watching the motherfucker get shanked the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, it's not playing with this Vato. So they went on, broke it down, you know, got rid of all the evidence. He zipped his jacket up and all that shit like that, and he still go to his cell. So he was right. in the cell with one of the homies, and we tell him, hey, don't go in that cell with him, man, because they're going to fuck around. If he die, charge you with that shit. You know what I'm saying? But he went on up in there anyway. And I say probably about two, three hours later, they shake us down. Everybody get up. It's too much blood in the day room. we were like, fuck, they got the nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we all get shook down, whatever. And then uh, after it was all done, we asked home. we like, what happened? You know, he was like, hey, man, he was in there bleeding, 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 bleeding. He said his, he was getting lightheaded. And then finally, he said he had to call for help, and that's when. We all got shook down. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. But yeah, that was the most fucked up. One of the most fucked up things I've seen.
1: One hey, of let, the me, most- let me stop you for a second, and let me tell the people that's watching, because they, they haven't even been there. Them yeah. fucking day rooms are tiny. Little yeah, fucking city. Very small. How I many, like, maybe 50 feet by 50 feet or some shit like that that's maybe. tiny, man? Maybe. So when, you, when we're talking about catching the fucking wall... We're talking about literally catching the goddamn wall to stay out the way, man. You know what I'm saying? You gotta give these motherfuckers some room and they're gonna take up the. And then to be that goddamn close to somebody getting stuck the fuck up, you're gonna hear it. Right. You're gonna hear them yeah, yeah, go, grunt. Man. Hey, was he talking to him while they stabbed him or was he just quiet?
0: Like a G. He ain't say nothing. He did. It's like he knew it was coming. He sat there on the bench. You see the two essays on the side of them, and then as soon as that dude gave the fucking sign, man, they both stood up, and they had him in the middle, and he just, uh, uh, uh-uh, they were hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. I'm like, oh, shit. I said, hold on, man. I said, man, say I ain't signing for all this shit here, man. For real, you know, but hey, hey, it is what
1: it is, man. Hold on, let me stop that, too, because yes, you did. Once you caught that fucking case, you signed up for it. You just didn't know, and that's what this whole channel is about, because this channel is about telling these kids, what the fuck they're signing up for? They don't know. You feel me? It's a volunteer. You you asking for this shit. You begging for this shit out here, and you're going to get it. It's still there. Everyone's that, especially when I was in the
0: county this time, I, I damn near went back. Thank God I beat that case. You know what I'm saying? I damn near went back. But uh, all these dudes I was in the county with, because I had caught a parole violation, so... This is their first time, and I'm giving them experiences off of just Beto. I said, now, other units that might be worse than Beto, but I'm speaking on Beto. That's the only unit I've been on. You know what I'm saying? I was telling the SA what they're going to have to endure when they go through. You know what I'm saying? I said, it seemed like when I was there, they was hard on the Mexicans than any other race that was on their people. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, oh, yeah. man. I said, they be beating their people up for nothing. But, you know, hey, that's hey, their well, business. that's true, though.
1: That's Listen, they... uh, my, my man, Mr. Larry, he's the one that did 42 years, because he, he says it all the time. That whites and blacks yeah. don't have no heavy gang pressure in TDC. It's the Mexicans that get the heavy gang pressure yeah. immediately. They want them to be something first That's- Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. The- That's what they said too. That's
0: what they said too. And I was like, you know, we like you see the niggas. They do they discipline. You see the whites. They do they discipline. But the Mexicans, man, it's like every day they was in the motherfucking uh, cell beating their people up. You know what I'm saying? For real. Yeah. And it's like For real. One time, no, I was, I, I was at a, I was at a vocational when that happened where one man bitches became available and two families. got, I mean, these niggas was fight behind benches. I was like, damn, okay. is it that serious in here? Like, yeah, yes, yeah, that's serious yeah. in here. I'm like, man, but it's, that's prison life, you know? what I'm saying you are in a
1: totally different world. That's what people not understanding about what going behind that wall. You know what I mean? Hey, listen, check this out. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do something because I got it deep in my brain. I'm gonna remember this. One. Remember we used to sit on that bench right there where the buds was behind us right there all the time. All, right. it, all the time. It'd be me, you. Remember that was Al from Fort Trey. It yep. was Mon from uh Mon yep. from Fort Worth. Uh DA, saucy D always sitting with us right yep. there. Uh uh Man, my boy from Ang Pop from Angleton with the grill in his mouth. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop from uh, Angleton, uh, Texas it over there. Was Big Hurt over there at the time? Now we finna talk about him in a second. Hurt used to sit in the morning right in front of us most of the time. But yeah. he come back there and sit with us, though. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. listen, the bench that we sat on was for the other Crips. We didn't even have a damn bench. We was the other Crips. You know what I'm saying? like all right, all right. Dallas, We weren't Dallas. We weren't Houston. We were the others. You know, but that was cool, too. But, uh, listen, man, I wanted to ask you, too, about Big Hurt, man, because that was my boy, and I didn't. Yeah know about him when he left big hurt was on a 40 year robbery sentence big hurt was probably five foot 19. six nineteen okay listen hurt was, was five is foot... 40 year sentence okay okay yeah listen all right he, he was probably five foot six and a fucking knockout artist am i lying sure i ain't lying am i sure was but but but
0: he got his ass handed to him one time on medium custody though Blood Damn. nigga, he, he stood in the paint with his ass one time. A medium cussed it off. Even it hurt had the heart and everything. But you know, when Hurt first got there, it's like he came there with his eye red already. He come off of Ferguson, so we was like, hold on real fast. I'm going to, stay to myself in my room so to get to
1: do an interview. Hold on real fast. I'm gonna answer this real quick. That's all good. Go ahead. We got time because I want to hear the story about Big Hurt. Big Hurt was one of the. Most hardcore cats, but Hurt was so real, man. He was just cool. Like he ain't never gonna start no bullshit, never gonna do nothing. He was just, he was a real yes. cat, man. I'm it. But check this out.
0: Okay, Hurt, get that. I mean when he pulled up, he said it was a ride that happened on Ferguson. and that's why his eye was red. So you know what I'm saying? You know, I always see he always kept a grin on his face all the time. But then after his first year there, I think that 40 years finally sat in on his ass. And he became a totally different nigga. You know what I'm saying? Now, he started bench claiming. Nigga, this is my seat. This is my seat. My oh, seat. shit. I man, I said, man, I've been, I've been here. You know what I'm saying? How do you get a seat before me? Then I had to think about it. This nigga got time. I'm going to be out before he even see parole. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So, it's like, you know, I'm trying to give him his space, give him his respect. The fact of the matter is this this boy finna get ready to do a lot of time and he know he finna do a lot of time. So, you know, he started going rascal. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about hey, I'm talking about bucking the system. Ain't no he do not want to listen to nobody. You know what I'm saying? He was the only nigga that was an A-tray gangster on on k wang at the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. He had partners, I think, on Air Wang and uh and I wang that was across the hall from us. But then uh he up on me in custody. All right. So he down there with me and everything. I'm like, damn, I think he called Jack off and went to me because they start G4 niggas behind uh Jack and i I seen that post yeah, yesterday about that. Right yeah, um so then, let me see. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I ain't telling a lie. Because Hurt got in another fight.
1: You told me something yeah, about him boxing some cats in the child halls, but you told me about him going down with some cats in the child hall. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that came a little bit after. But Hurt got okay. in one fight
0: with a bosom dude and hurt the old man. Knocked him out. But just, I don't know if you remember quick or not, but he was supposed to be a penitentiary legend, was a knockout artist. Hurt put him out. Nine, Look, yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. Hurt him in the middle of that dude. And then um he get into it with a, a blood nigga from dead end. Back there for whatever reason. I don't know if they were playing dominoes. But, uh they, they hey, nobody got knocked out, but dead end got on hurt ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about he was just quicker than him. Hurt was trying to hit him with them power punches, and he was just, hey, everything he was sticking, 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 sticking. And he couldn't do nothing about it. He was like, hey, nigga he was too quick for him. That's the only time I can say Hurt just got beat up. I'm going to just gonna say got beat up. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But then right after that, that's when the incident with the Trey 57 niggas. It was some Trey 57 niggas there. Uh, C-Mac and Lil' Gotti. And the story behind them was them niggas got down at the same time. Them niggas caught their cases at the same time. And it just so happened they stuck them niggas on the same unit. And oh, it was already good if you fuck with one, you got to fuck with the other one. You know what I'm saying? All the Trey 57 big homies and all them, they all knew them, heard of the niggas. And they was like, Hey, man, them some little live wives, you know what I'm saying? So, C Mac get into it with one of the white boys on uh, a medium custody, you know what I'm saying? They said a the white boy got the best of them. So, when word got to Gotti that C Mac had got into it, he finally caught up with him in the chat house. So, he's like, Hey, what happened? And he was like, Uh, yeah, I got into it with the dude right here, and Woo the woo, and all the other, and uh. God was like, which one? He said, that one right there. So he took the picture off the motherfucker table, poured the motherfucking water out, and started going over the white boy head with the picture. After that, stood up. They started getting on. I'm talking about C-Mac got in there. Then Hurt got involved. When Hurt got involved, that's what kind of evened. It seemed like it evened everything out. i say it was about 6 or 7 on 3, but they were handling their fucking business. And that was the last time I seen Hurt. That was the last time I seen Big Hurt. They ended up shipping them off to another unit and C-Mac got sent, shipped off, and motherfucking guy, But I was like, man, say, that, that, that's one of the loudest little fights I've seen, I guess you want to call it, you know what I mean? Because it was just yeah. so crazy how both of them niggas, was. I'm talking about click type. And when I say you gotta fuck with one, you gotta fuck with the other. That's the way them niggas was. You couldn't fuck with C-Mac
1: without having to fuck with God. You can't fuck with God without having to fuck with C-Mac. You know what I'm saying? You know they what, man, just- check, check it out, man. They. This is where the young shit come in. Because, man... They were supposed to. They were supposed to lay low and stay on that unit together, man. You know what I mean? Not, not, not knocking nigga out with a picture and then fucking uh leave each other. You know what I mean? That wasn't working, man. Right. Yeah, that was. That's where that they was
0: too. If one was hurting, the other one had it. Hey, they would take care of each other. You know what I'm saying? And the other Trey Five Seven niggas, they do nothing but respect that. It's like, man, shit, them two little
1: live wires. They good, man, shit. Right. They good. That's how it was too, and, and uh, there was cats just like that that didn't give no damn, man. So, listen, how long did you do in medium custody before you had to go to closed custody? I didn't go to close, okay? Because oh, I, okay. I was gonna meet you. Supposed to be six months.
0: So you came end up catching a thread off.
1: You went to medium uh-huh. custody. And came, you went to medium custody and came back to population. Right, came back to population. You know oh, what that's I mean?
0: Hard.
1: Most people so don't even so, do it.
0: Like, I think 18 months all together on Medium Custody. I had got out the day before Thanksgiving Eve of 2010. I went back there like in see, 07, 08. Yeah, yeah, 2010. I had finally got out the day before Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay. man, finally. Because it's like I kept catching little bitch-ass monocations. that kept extending my time, extending my time, extending my time back there. And they're like, you ain't going to never come from back there. I said, yeah, eventually I am. But then after they ran into the quote-unquote violation, that's when I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this meeting custody life, man. This shit, back get it too fucking hard. You know what I'm saying? For real. And I finally sat my ass to fuck down, kept books in my hand, and finally they was like, hey, you free. You can go back to Kate Wang. I'm like, hey thank you, man. Shit. And yeah. then by that time, that's Warden.
1: important. Because I remember man. one time, listen, I don't even remember who it was, but one time when I was there, Somebody that came off of G3, one of those came off G3. We had a damn party in there and was like, Welcome the population. They were so happy to meet that G3 shit, man. You remember that? Oh, I, I don't remember what that was. But uh, I, was had, uh, I think his name was Chill. think so, man. Listen, that, see, the thing was, well, I was trying to explain to these people that even though it's a maximum security prison, there's different right. worlds inside of that maximum security prison. But that one world will affect the other one. See, like you said, we be on K-Wing and get a damn kite from Medium Custody saying something just happened. Y'all be careful. Yeah. Or y'all watch out. And you're like, what? You know, you don't even know what just happened. You know what I mean? And you, for real, yeah. now you got to be careful. It's just crazy.
0: So, hey, let me show you this. On Medium Custody. This is when Hoover and 6-0 had arrived. Everybody already knows. it's already tension between them already. You know, but they stay out the way. You know what I'm saying? They do their own thing. So it was a white dude. I'm talking about loped Out, they called him Icy Mike. Fool with tattoo gun and all that. He
1: still came at matter of fact, he, was that before or after you came? I, I think that was after. I think that's after, and I know Icy Mike too. Yeah, I know exactly what you talking right. about.
0: That was after me, yeah. I mean, when he first pulled up on the unit, we was in, uh, I think we was in PhD. And somebody said, hey, Wood. And he was like, I ain't no motherfucking Wood, it's Crip over here. And mm-hmm. That's when I'm like, who the fuck is that dude there? And then finally I ended up being okay with him. He ended up on meeting in custody back there, right? So he doing uh, tattoos for everybody and everything like that. And it was another tattoo artist who put some work in for him. And on the back of his head, he put NHC. Everybody know he was neighborhood. He was 6 so They know he going to fight. You know what I mean? So uh, the NHC, he had the N, and the H was had an X in it. And the C so at first, you know, back on medium custody, everybody like oh, that's clean, that's clean, that's clean. It was no fucking problem. But then he went to Chow and it was a fool named Leatherface, I think his name was. Leatherface, he seen it on the back of his head, and he was like, damn, y'all just gonna let him walk around this on the back of his head, or y'all ain't gonna do nothing. That's when it became an issue, you know what I'm saying? So it's like now Hoover hollering at six all time. I say, Hey man, what's up with your boy doing this? You can feel the tension on the unit, not the wing, the whole fucking unit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, all right, cool, cool, cool. So at this time here, that's when I holla at Rocky and I holler at Big Six and everybody. I said, hey, it's been a crack off back here medium custom. I need some fucking heat. You know what I'm saying? And they got it to me. So it's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So finally it became a head one day. And Hoover and told uh, the, the few 6 O's that was back there, hey, y'all either going to run them off or we going to run them off. You know what Damn. I'm saying? It's like, nah, we ain't going to do nothing. We ain't going to do nothing. So word had got over to the other medium custody, and South Park, and what was that uh five deuce nigga name? South Park, and oh, what was Cubs' name? Ended up getting into it. South Park beat his motherfucking ass. You know what I'm saying? So you know South Park was 6 so he beat his mother. Who What was Cuz name? I know you You going to know who I'm talking about, too. But anyway, What's South Park beat him up real bad. You know what I'm saying? So he come out the fucking wing, blooded all up and everything like that. So now that's what set these niggas off over on my wing. They're like, "Oh, cuz, no, hell, no, nigga, you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go." So they was like, "I, I said, look, you know what time it is." So you know, uh, I forget, cuz, name that was from uh, L.A. That was six, so they had all the tattoos on his head. Um, fuck, I forget his name.
1: There was a there was a cat over there from LA, and there was a Grape Street cat from LA over there too. I don't know if you remember him, but I yeah, yeah, I think that was him. I can't remember. He had them big grapes tattooed on his neck, and he fell out of Austin. Remember that? He was from LA. He worked out the laundry. He He did. He worked out out the laundry, but he was Grape Street from LA Watts or some shit. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the story though. But hey, listen. So they ran him off. They ran him off for real. Six O's get they you know they try to quote unquote violate them whatever run them off,
0: you know what I'm saying? So it started off with them because it was another uh uh Six O that pulled up on him. He he was a he was a C Mac too, you know what I'm saying? So he go over there they put their hands on him, but then the Hoover started getting involved with it too. because they was trying to hurt Ice you know. but he was fighting as much as he possibly could until hey man they, they, they did ain't knock him out. I'll say that they didn't knock him out though. He stood up on all that motherfucker beating, but they eventually you know go ahead and told him to get up off the wing and shit. I remember that nigga uh tribe. Took with a shitter brush and went across the back of the nigga head with that shit. I was like, man, that was the first time I seen that bitch use an accent. And I was like, man, you know. everybody can talk about how bad that shitter brush is, but man, when I seen that hit that nigga with that fucking marble, I was like, yeah, that ain't no joke. Head bust wide on, but ain't the them. That shit that I didn't agree with. I didn't agree I with that first, shit.
1: Nah, I, well, listen, the- man, I ain't gonna lie though, check it out. You know, you know the situation, and he put that on him knowing that's naturally what, what six-holes and neighborhoods do, but at the exact same time. He know, too that there was times when we had to come together and save each other's motherfucking lives too, man. If you don't X them out right now while we living together. That was kind of crazy. It was he did what he was trained to do. But it, at the same time, I understand they just I understand why they was mad about it. That's 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 reasonable. You understand? Yeah. I can I see said something too.
0: I damn near got into a, one of the Hoovers because
1: I was like, Well, why y'all gonna run
0: him off because he got the H crossed I mean, that's what he ripped. I said, Man, but look at y'all. All oh, y'all, yeah, oh, huh? you know what oh, I'm yeah, saying? That. So I'm like, ain't nobody tripping with y'all. They just know that, hey, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can't let him, rep me up, but you know, didn't fight. It's like, hey, blue, stay out the way, man. Stay out the way. Stay out the way. Free right. I'm just saying, though, man, we're going to do it right. Let's do it right. Shit, right is right. Wrong is wrong. And I, I felt that that was wrong. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying?
1: Shit. If that's the case, the shit, then shit didn't go
0: ahead and run Wait, everybody off. You know when you put sucks. it to me like that,
1: Hey, listen, when you put it to me like that, it kind of was shaded in because you're right. Every last one of them boys got them two O's that X'd out and nobody says nothing. Nobody cares and we still...
0: And this is something else I had said. Y'all fucked up about this nigga over here with the H-crossed out, but you got these blood niggas over here with CK and and 311s on them. Y'all ain't saying shit to them. True,
1: that's true. That's crazy. You know what I'm
0: saying? And that's the reason why when I went to California, I see how they bang versus how we bang. Nah, it ain't no friendly shit out there with them. Bloods don't fuck with Crips and Crips don't fuck with bloods. Right. When I was working at the uh, I was working at the warehouse, and you could see the segregation. You know what I'm saying? You could tell this is one family, this is one family, this is one family, this is one family. It just so happened, I stayed in 20s hood in Long Beach. So one of the cats that stayed in the neighborhood, I used to give him a ride and up there, he was pretty much gaming me up on the California lifestyle. <laughs> and that the, the the only set that was beefing with neighborhood, I'm going to say, out there, what was the 20s? And I was like, I didn't understand it. But then when he started explaining it to me, I was like, man, because there's times where I was chilling with this neighborhood nigga didn't even know it, I smoked weed with him and everything like that, that 20s nigga wouldn't fuck with me. And then when I got the 20s nigga with me, that neighborhood nigga wouldn't fuck with me. So I was like, man, what the fuck going on? I said, hey, man, I don't fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? I am like, oh, okay, 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 okay. But I don't know. People just got to go out there to the land. That's what I tell them. I said, man, right. y'all, y'all ain't got to listen to me. Y'all need to reach out to y'all people out there from where it started, and y'all need to go visit out there. And I visit out there, man. I found out, man, there's a lot of things that we doing. I ain't going to say it's backwards, but it's not according to protocol from out there. You know what I'm right. saying? Because I'm on the what he claimed. But they was all like, where you from, from Texas? Because, you know, they hear me saying uh, uh, already all the time. And that's what intrigued them, you know what I'm saying? Because they were like, they big UGK fans out there. And then one of them dudes said, oh, we don't fuck with them Texas bangers because uh, uh, they bloods of Chris hang together. And I was like, nah, that ain't everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But I said, what you got in Texas is a lot of niggas grew up together, just went their separate ways, and it just got respect for them. That's it, you know? But but they homeboy, get it, though. You know, but anyway, just right. go back to uh, TDC. <laughs> yeah.
1: hey, what we need to do is tell these kids, fuck that gang gangbanger. Let's get these jobs because that's where you're at right now. Let's not, exactly. let's not get my blue twisted. Blue is right now working and handling his fucking business, too. You know what I'm saying? That's why he's here. But uh, check this out. That's part two right there, Medium Cussing. I'm finna stop it. Then this next one, we're gonna go about when I showed up, all right? Already? All right, y'all tune in for part three when Tim Snow showed up to the to beetle. It's six Print Story Family, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to part three with my homeboy Blue Man. This is hey. one of my fun I did right here. I appreciate you, cousin. And listen, we're gonna send a shout out to Sid Mac first, right? Because he Sid didn't want even said Mac, you don't want to even put us together, man. Even though we've been talking, you didn't you the spark to put this interview together. So we appreciate you, fam. Real talk. That's yeah,
0: what's I, up. Boys, we Sid Mack too, man. Shit. I, got I know that was back in high school,
1: shit. <laughs> hey, you told me he beat up a sixth inst- in high school, huh? Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Man, he, yeah, did he did that, yeah. But and then, you know not. what? A
0: lot of people don't understand why I didn't assist Cause that day. It's because the day before, that nigga tried to, like, infuriate, I guess if that's the word, itself over me. He was just like, yeah, oh, you insane. Uh, I'm six zero and you up under me and I'm like nah nigga I ain't up under nobody man nobody run me you know what I'm saying yeah. Yeah, just so happened that next day Ceddy Mac, he uh came to what, what y'all call ISS we was called we called OCP so we was all in there and I heard Spook say hey what's up no disrespect to any bloods out there just quote unquote but he said what's up Snoopin and then it went on from there and I seen Ceddy Mac get on his ass and I was going to assist and I thought about it I said nah let me let this <laughs> nigga stand on his own two feet. But what I won't do is allow this nigga to get jumped. Cause he had another blood homeboy, and then I'm watching him. You know what I mean? He was I'm like, hey, you don't move, I don't move. So they let him get their paper. Uh-huh. Sadie Mac got the best of him. You know what I'm saying? After that, homie, he ain't even he ain't even fuck with the Crips no more. He just did his uh-huh. own thing. Saying, hey, it is what it is, though.
1: Shit. Shit. Shout out Sadie Mac. He made him, him stop banging. Mac same
0: neighborhood.
1: That's what's up. That's what he said. You was a stiff cat. You know what? He contacted me. And said, "Man, you do that with Blue. It's gonna be your best interview. I just want to see it, man." He said he told me we was yeah. damn the enemy. He said, "Man, we was damn the enemies all my life, but Blue one of the realest motherfuckers I know." So that's I how day. I we got. I them every day
0: because we stayed in the same neighborhood. We stayed that's in the what's, same neighborhood, that's and it what's was up. only two. Okay, the neighborhood I was raised in, in Colleen, Marlboro, at one point in time was all crisp When JJ Fat Fat. Tweety and Joey moved there. They turned the whole city red. So the whole city, well, they had a lot of the original OG crip niggas, but then the rest of the whole fucking neighborhood turned red. It was me and one other IGC nigga in that neighborhood. And man, hey, we ain't going nowhere. But they ran a the nigga off down the street from me. He stayed on the corner. He was hoover. They ran down. His whole family picked the house up and moved. They said, man, we can't do this. I'm talking about they was Damn. fucking his house up every day. Then they was yeah. riding there, I remember. I was like, yeah, but they ain't never fucked with me like that. It's a lot of them that want to get every, it, but it's like, man, he been here, man. It's just y'all can't fuck with him, man. So he ain't going nowhere. Ain't hey, shit. Ain't. Hey. And it, it wouldn't have been me I had to worry about. It would have been my family I had to worry about because they get involved. in, hey, it's no longer in my hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. Hey, when we was young, when somebody, mama would move them into the wrong neighborhood, it was bad. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mama, it was bad. Yeah. They would either get their ass whooped every single day, or they flip. You know what I'm saying? Get their <laughs> ass whooped so many times, they flip. That was a crazy
0: part. They catch his ass slipping every chance they get. Beat him up, beat him up, beat him up. But they would never fuck with me. Never Man. fuck with me.
1: That's crazy.
0: I've been you. in that neighborhood, shit, in Pampers, before a lot of niggas was even born and shit. So they already know. They're like, okay, yeah, he been
1: here. Yeah, yeah, I've been here. Right. Like, i been right. all I this shit. Wanna... houses over here, shit. Yeah, I want to go in a little bit because that this is the thing they want to know now. Listen, they want to talk. There's a lot of these prison channels. Check it out. There's a lot of prison channels. They come out of California and shit like that. they always talking about these white gangsters get killed immediately in the prisons and shit like that. Then I interviewed... Hold on, listen. I just interviewed a white crypt that did eight years mainline. Never checked in, never nothing in California. Anything's possible. You know what I'm saying? And Everything is different place to place. And when I showed up to Vito One, you already talked about in part one how you came down through the medical and all that shit and Got to take that right turn going to the north side. And I did all yeah. of that shit, too. And listen, when I came up to K-Wing, I was holding my mat. You know what I mean? I seen all y'all looking at me. Everybody was staring at me and shit. And I'm like, yeah. damn, nigga, man, they staring. It's hard, staring holes through a motherfucker. You know what I mean? The right. whole everybody. So I'm like, OK, well, here it goes. The SA that was coming to the wing with me, he asked me, he said, homie, where you from? I say I'm from Galveston. He say, "Cool." When you get in there, come holler at us. I say, "No."
0: And he <laughs> said, "What?"
1: Look, he say, "What?" He said, "I say I'm a crib homie, and ain't happening." I got my people, and then he just got the worst look on his face ever, and said, "All right, yeah. all right." So listen, they popped the door, and it was, it was not an in and out. I walked in. I was holding my mat. I sat it down right there. Remember that. In one of the first cell, there was that dude, South Park, that was single sale right there. Remember? <laughs> he had his... <coughs> he, yeah. yeah. And he played Scrabble all the time. Anyway, I set my shit by South Park. And he was the guy that said, Psst, homie, who you running with? You know what I'm saying? I turn around, and I don't even know if I should answer him or anything. I say, I'm a crib, homie, growing 60. And he say, oh, okay. And that was it. And then when I turned back, the biggest Mexican, even on the, in the damn wing over there that always yeah. sat over there on that other side. He stood up and said, what's up, homie? Come hang at us. And I said, hell nah, I'm a crip. And yeah. he got the worst look on his face ever, too, man. And just said, all right. And sat his ass down, and nobody said shit. And cuz, listen, do you know, I didn't even know what an in-and-out was. I didn't even know yeah. what the fucking in-and-out was. I, I didn't, didn't know. The- I didn't miss- I'm telling I the box, not- man, listen. I'm telling the loud, let me go to my cell, man. He said, you can't go to your fucking cell. You got to wait on the in and out. And I'm not thinking, what yeah. the fuck? So I'm standing right there. Out. I'm standing there, got my shit. And uh, Zim was sitting by the bars. And right, right. away, he said, he hey, homie, he say when you go put your shit up, come back and hop at me. You know what I mean? And I did. All right, because look, check this out. This is what happened.
0: Somebody came up to you when you was at the bars. I remember when you were standing on the run before you came in the day room. And somebody, I don't know why they called me. They was like, hey, Blue, he one of y'all. So I was like, what you came? He said, Rolling Six. I said, oh, Zill, he one of yours. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I left y'all alone after that shit.
1: And then it was all right, I guess Right, right. Okay, yeah. Well, when I came up, what the hell was y'all thinking? Was y'all like, no, who the fuck is this dude? Really, what was y'all thinking? First
0: thing we was thinking was like, okay, is he a wood or not? Because we didn't see the grill in your mouth at first. You know what I'm saying? So we're like, okay, he probably one of the more dirty ass woods. He said, wood's probably going to get in here. But then when we seen the grill in your mouth, we're like, nah, he ain't no wood. He can't be no wood with a grill in his mouth. So I said, like, he probably going to end up hollering that us, but we'll see what it is when we get in here. So, shit, I guess everybody kept question you now. I guess you must look like a Mexican back then and shit. You know, that's what we all want to see. The- start, man,
1: listen, I get tanned up and they always think I'm a Mexican. And my grandma yeah, is. is. And that's why my grandmother <laughs> is. So, yeah.
0: Like, yo, yo, okay, we're gonna see what he's about. But then when you came over there and sat with us, you know what I'm saying? We're like, oh, okay, yo, Crip, okay, cool. Well, where you from? 60? All right, buddy. cool, cool, cool. But you already knew DA at the time, no huh.
1: Well, see, DA wasn't in the day room, though. He was at uh, I think it was field squad or something at that time. Yeah. He was gone. And uh that's what Zim say. Look, check it out. This is how confused I was. I wasn't even used to know five deuce or nothing. Okay, Zim pulled up on me, he said. He say, where you from? I said, I'm from Galveston. He said, Oh, okay. He said, Well, we got a real homie over here that's uh from 52nd in Galveston. Yeah. And I'm thinking, but y'all check this out. In Galveston, homie, there's a set that claims 53rd Street. Okay. Right. So when he said we got a homie from 52nd from Galveston, I'm thinking, there's no fucking 52nd in Galveston. Yeah. Man, that's bullshit. I didn't even tell him yeah. I told him, man, there's no 52nd in Galveston, cuz what you talking about? And he said, nah, we'll see you in a minute. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. it took a while, but this is what was so crazy. When I went up into my cell, me and DA were cellies. That's how wild it was. Like, we from the same yeah. little city, and we ended up being cellies. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when I go put my stuff up the first time, I put my shit up on the top bunk, and I look on the wall, and it said Meathead Galveston real big. And Meathead is yeah. one of the big homies from 53rd. So now, yeah. I'm confused. like, hell, like, this guy said 52nd, this sale got me here from 53rd Street on here. Like, what's going on? Right. I don't know what's going on. So I come back yeah. down. And then when I come back down, I sit there and, and Zim say, man, just watch TV. We waiting on the homie from Galveston. I say, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Watch TV. And uh, that's when D.A. come back. When D.A. come back, recognize me instantly. You know what I mean? The last yeah. time. The last time that I seen him, me and this Mexican cat from Texas City, got we, we fought about 10 or 15 dudes in the county by ourselves, got beat up yeah. bad. But DA was in that top corner cell and didn't even have time to run down there and help us. It's, it happened as soon as the doors opened. We got it on. I got laid out. It was over with quick. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the yeah. last time he had even seen me, he said, man, the last time I even seen that guy, him and his homie, was fighting about 10 or 15 people by themselves. And that was yeah. the real truth. So when Zim heard that, Zim was like, damn, he was fighting 10 or 15 people by himself. But man. I had no choice, cuz I didn't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like there was no right. way I picked, I'm gonna fight 10 or 15 people. They made us do it, man. So I went out and done yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, Zim heard that. That yeah. man, 10 or 15 people. And uh Dale said, Yeah, he's cool, man. That's that I had a big brother that was out in the hood selling dope and everything. And when I when I got there, it was a lot less resistance than I figured. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't nobody tripping, right. man. Nobody was hateful. Nobody was acting right. Right. You know what? Oh, they told me the same thing. Man, you know you have to fade a couple homies in the cell and then look at yeah. you to see how you react right then. And I yeah. said, I'm ready. I said, man, I'm ready right now. And uh will say, nah, homie, you know, you tired. You've been on that chain. Need to eat yeah. something, man. We ain't trying to be unfair, homie. And I'm yeah. like, Okay, cool. You know, and uh, I at that time, I think I had on like some, I had like some brand new shoes or some shit. I can't remember. But when that time actually came, that boy Da took his shoes and he had like some fighting shoes. Cause I wanted right, to right. with his fighting shoes. The minimums I had blood on them and stuff already. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was a big deal. <clears throat> and this is how it worked. They told me. Southwest came. Remember the West? The homie West from Palestine, I think. West came to the cell and say, Next In and Out, homie, come down here. We're going to be. No, do he it. was from Tyler. Where was he from? He's from Tyler. He from West Tyler. Tyler. That's what it was. Yeah. Tyler. Shout out to the homie from Tyler. He might see this too, man. But he came down there and he said, Next In and Out, homie, it's going to be me and Blue. And I'm like, Damn, my. It's the two guys that I like the best. Jose. The, the two guys I like the best when I got there, man. He was six, so you was IGC. Both of yeah. y'all welcomed me, was no weird shit, bullshit. Made me sit down, talk to me like right away. Yeah. And then now I got to go fight the two guys I like. Like, damn, like, man, let this
0: me this show something. Let me show you something. What had happened is because, you know, it's like all the 60s there, if you remember, them niggas there was like three times your size. West was probably the only one that was your size out of all they niggas. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like they didn't want to put nobody else with you because they knew they was gonna murder you in that cell. And that's just real shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you got the sure. people, you got all these over there with life sentences. All these niggas got time today, finna get ready to go home, and them niggas was gargantuans over there, so they was like, fuck it. Um, he went to S Con as S Con. Hey, can I use blue to uh, he's like, Yeah, so as Con already told me, he said, Hey, if Zim call you to do something, just hey, rock out, you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, Ain't no problem, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't know it was gonna be that. And he said, Hey, you gonna check Tim in, you know what I'm saying? You and Wes, y'all gonna go in there, y'all gonna do it on this uh, next in and out. And i was like, Fuck. I said, All right, cool. I said, Damn, homie, him. Yeah. I said, I ain't Damn, no problem. Didn't didn't
1: problem. Know, you didn't even know to the in and out, Damn, I didn't know that. I didn't, <laughs> hey, I didn't get it to the last fucking second. Zim just Damn. came to me and said,
0: Hey. Go up there with Wes and I check the dude. There, I said, like, "All right, cool. All right, let's go do this shit." I said, "How you want do it done?" He said, "Man, that's on y'all. Do it how y'all want to do it." I like, "All right, cool." I asked Wes, "How you want to do it?" He said, "But shit, uh, we can do one on one, two on one. How you want to do it?" He said, "Let's just do two on one and get it over with." I said, "All right, I cool." So you was
1: know, all talking about that, cuz. that was me too. I was in there. Listen, I—this
0: yeah, is the yeah.
1: thinking. Okay, this is the thinking. When at, at that time, I was skinny as hell, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I—I I was yeah. real skinny. I'm—I I'm, gained a bunch of weight after that, but I was really. Yeah. About like 170, 165 doing pull-ups and push-ups all day, getting ready for that, man, huh. not eating right. So uh, yeah. when we go in the cell, I'm scared as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I'm y'all saying straight up. You yeah, well, listen, that's the thing. I wanted to tell everybody is nervous when it happens. All three of them, you know what I mean? So when we go in, we straight up say, what you want, man, is it going to be one-on-one or two-on-one? And I clearly, listen. I've said I don't care because I didn't want to be a hoe. You understand? I didn't want to be, like, weak or something. But then I'm, like, two-on-one. I think I even said it, like, man, two-on-one is better because this is the deal. I don't want to fight you. We have a whole damn fight, stop, and then have a whole nother fight with somebody else. Or we can just get it over with, man. Come on. Let's get it over with. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? So get it over with. So listen, we go in there. Do that, all I remember saying is, Man, I got to get the guy in the back first. That was all I yeah. can think of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My first move is try to hit you and worry about West. And that's all I did. And all I remember is getting beat up from behind and getting Man. beat up from the front. How about that? You know what I'm saying? And I was swinging on Wes. And, and I it's think I'm
0: I low, fuck it. Stop am to the body. And then when you turn around, and start sticking, I said, hold on. This
1: white boy got a little sting behind him. Hold on. Yeah. No, I'm fine. Now, that's what I'm saying. Once you start hitting from the back, I turn back around, and now it's your turn. You know what I'm saying? But because that shit wasn't no fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't no fun. I and mean, then, listen, when we finished that, we sat on the cell, gave it, All of us gave each other a big hug, shook hands. We ate a big-ass bowl and blew two joints. Oh, yeah. Man, I ate two free world joints and ate that big ass meal and we was close as hell after that man. That's how it happens. I'm like,
0: hey, he all right with me? Shit, I don't care about what nobody else say. He all right with me? Yeah, he got a little, he got a little, he got a little steam behind him. He got a little thing <laughs> behind him. And I know if he one on one, I think he will be able to hold his own for real. Be
1: honest yeah. with you, ain't no doubt. You know what I'm saying? And hey, one thing about it, I never folded ever in my life neither. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna do it, man. Hey, one. Hey, Listen, I wanted to ask you about something. I can't remember his name. DA said, when I got there, there was a white guy that was a GD, and he sat on that 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 bench over there where they said, You remember that white dude? I can't remember his name. I can't remember we his
0: name. Because he was a speaker. <laughs> yeah. he, he had rank in the motherfucking uh, 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 GD, and they respected him. Oh, I can't remember
1: his name. I had to go back to that video as DA, but. Yeah, I think he had them a life sentence
0: or something too. Yeah. He was yeah. Yeah, 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 he had a lot of time. Yeah, a then, lot of time. Uh, Gd's had a lot of time. Matter of fact, and uh, uh, Gd and Hoover had got into a uh, a, a riot there too. When I was back there on Medium Cussin, behind his little that. yeah, that was behind his little cat out of uh out of uh he was out of Cali too. And I actually knew the dude when he was a baby after he started talking for a while, and um. He was uh selling with Leatherface and he started getting into it with Leatherface, Leatherface, and everything like that. Well, uh, and then finally one day, Leatherface beat him up in the day room and he went from there. So the nigga kept catching violation after violation after violation, doing stupid shit. And finally they just mashed the gas on and ran him off the unit. And I was like, damn, damn man. Yeah, that's when that GD uh GD Hoover place kind of started up and all that shit like that. It was like, it was spread little by little, hitting wing to wing and all that shit. But then that, it wasn't that, It wasn't like that six 0 Hoover uh, uh, ride. It wasn't like that one though. No. That you
1: me. remember? because like, uh, oh, oh. you remember Big Kilo. Remember Kilo that was on l Wing and then came to K Wing. He was GD. uh Huh? He had the grill in his mouth. Yeah, big as hell, about six, yeah. six, big old dude. Yeah. yeah. I seen him, him and DA got into the coldest argument ever rolling dice one day, man. I thought they was going to go to war right there. And you know what? Both of them just pulled back and said, fuck it. I was like, what? You know what I mean? Like, neither one of them even wanted to go fight each other, man. I couldn't believe it. Like, damn, man. Kelo Kilo was in there for, he killed a Houston cop. He was HPD, killed a Houston cop, and that boy had that, that capital murder shit in there or, or something. You know. Damn, yeah. It was rough in there. That's what I'm saying, man. Listen, the shit that we're talking about is a real-life deal. Because I went and uh, did a deal where I was rolling back everybody on B-O-1 showing all these life sentences and uh right. 99s and 50s. Yeah. And, man, yeah. it's crazy. Tell these people, what does it feel like to just be sitting in a room with a bunch of dead-ass men? that They're going to be dead, but they're still breathing.
0: It's like one time I was on I warned you know what I'm saying? Me and somebody else was talking about our times. You know what I'm saying? I think I had less time than him. And then it was another cat. I think he was six old. He had said, man, all y'all niggas in this little bitty-ass time and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I don't like y'all niggas around me and all that shit. And I, my mouth got a little flat. And I said, well, next time, choose your crime more wisely. You know what I'm saying? I, I, mean, I knew what I was doing. And I knew they couldn't give me no more than 20 years selling dope. You know what I'm saying? So, and, but then I ended up catching that aggravated assault and all that shit like that for my Baby mama, but anyway, um, <clears throat> it's like, and I ain't even tell you this story, though. them uh, uh, Matter of fact, it might have been my second day there. I was watching TV and K-Wayne, that front TV. And that's for Closed Custody and Seg was there still. And they was bringing Seg in the hallway. And I remember it was an essay. So at the time, you know, when Seg in the hallway, you got to turn around, catch the wall. Procedure is you're supposed to go to the nearest wing. They're supposed to lock you in there until Seg walked through, then bring you back out. Well, they were doing right. some lace shit. And so then I'm I'm looking out the window and I see the essay coming from the infirmary and everything. And it was an essay across the hall by I an Wang, and he come off the wall, started stabbing dude. And when he started stabbing dude, both the guards, you know, they're supposed to help him. They took off one of the two females. And then from there, dude was in the shadow and he was stabbing, stabbing, stabbing and like, like I said, I was like, my first two days in be there, and that's when I went to cell my, and prayed. Look, man. Lord, I got five more years. Please let me make it. Because I already see that, hey, hey just because I got a little bit of time, you know what I mean? Because I seen that answer that shit, too. Later on down the line, we find out he killed dude. And they ain't going to convert him over to a life sentence. I was like, man, come on. That ain't no motherfucker way in the world. Ain't a way the word why the fuck you got a two year sentence. Would you want to sit there and prove yourself to some niggas that don't give two fly fucks about you, don't know you enough? You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna do this for them just to prove that I ain't no hoe or whatever the fuck it is. But now here it is. You're here for the rest of your life. True you enough, know. you're gonna be taken care of. You ain't gonna have to want for nothing. But man, I, mm-mm. I can't do my time. Uh-huh. I can't live my life like that. Can't uh-huh. live my life like that run running niggas off and all that shit, but man, don't have me do nothing that's gonna have to take somebody's life, man. Cause I ain't trying to be here for the rest of mine,
1: for real. No, man. That was my that was my main thing that I prayed about was let me go home, man. I'm on a small number. I'm trying to go home. Let me get out of here. You know what I mean? And this is the crazy part too. I showed up with one year left. That was it. Showed right. up on my last year on an institution where everybody damn they got life and stuff like this. Yeah. and I'm talking to the homie that's got 99, telling him, man, I just got one left. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. what it was is we actually had some good homies because nobody tried to make us stay. You understand? Nobody said, go kill this fool. You're gonna stay. None of that all shit. Right. Most of it was, well, a lot of it was Zim saying, y'all stay out of trouble, man. You and West, yeah, blue. Y'all look out for each other, man. Y'all watch each other back. Don't let nothing happen to y'all. And if y'all oh. go into the showers, don't watch, watch each other back. You know, all that shit was it was more about unity. It really was. It wasn't, uh, but what you're talking about is that damn okey doke and what they'll do to guys, man, they'll put that pressure on you and just make you feel like you gotta go do it. You know what I'm saying? In a, in a, shit. Most do something. It's crazy, man, and that's what'll happen.
0: And one thing about the Texas prison system, man, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of, uh, uh, it's more, it's more mental than anything. You know what I'm saying? You gotta sit there and pay attention to a lot of shit that's Being done, being said around A lot of them niggas speaking code that if you don't pick up on it, you don't know something finna go down. You know what I'm saying? They play them penitentiary mind games. I'm like, man, you gotta run a game on me. Just tell me what it is so I know what to do. You know what I mean? For real. But you know, hey, you know, teach his own. Teach his own up in there. I don't know how people Uh, So I heard a fool one time say that shit. You don't get no better than this, man. They feed you three times a day. Uh, uh We get three hots and everything like that. You ain't got to pay no rent. I'm like, dude, do you want to do the rest of my time there?
1: Yeah, I too. Oh, crazy ass
0: motherfuckers. Get this shit out, man. How you can do the rest of my time since you won't be here? You know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. No.
1: Hey, man, man, man fuck that's no. Cool. Check this out. You know what my first interpretation, what I seen when I walked through them gates, I couldn't believe it, man. I was watching... Them penitentiary shows where everybody bought huge and shit. Come through and on and everybody looked like they was dying. Nobody ever got to go to fucking wreck. Everybody was pale. Even the dark black fools was turning pale in there, man. It was crazy. Serious business, man. It was everybody had a lack of sun, lack of vitamins, lack of nutrition in there, man. It was it's a mal tdc malnutritioned you on purpose, man. Am I not? If you didn't have no outside support, you was dead
0: enough. Or some type of hustle or something like that. You know what I mean? Other day you was dead. I had to develop me a hustle. I'm like, somebody put me on two for ones. Man, do two for ones. I'm like, all right, I'll try that. And finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to fuck the game up. One and a half, man. Just give me one and a half back. That's it. Yeah. And then, hey, and that's what came out
1: my life of I was just, of there. In the feds, I was doing two for three, killing it. You know what I'm saying? I was making some money, two for three, real yeah. talking. And everything. Yeah. Everybody was paying. I was making that money. Hey, cuz, listen, man. I fucking appreciate you coming on and doing this, man. This is real live. Huh. And I swear, a lot of people gonna see this, and this is gonna be the first real, raw Texas prison talk right here, man. OG, appreciate Blue, it. man, for real. And I thank you, brother. I love you for this, man. And listen, how thank long has let me see, it's been 12 years since I seen you. Still up the same too, huh? I don't got my grill no yeah,
0: more. A little bit, you know what I'm saying? Cause I did my time. I ain't let my time do me. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And you told me you're never going back. Never. I almost did too. When I first moved to this city, met this broad getting into a badass fight. She was an alcoholic. I met her at one of the halfway houses down there when I got out. And she taught me to come up here. And this bitch you am talking about was very very violent, you know what I'm saying? It's like, this. I hate to say, y'all can say what y'all want, but I had to fight in order to stay alive with this bro. That's how throw she was. And uh, I ended up going to jail on parole, and they were trying to send me back for 15, but my lawyer, G, for me, he got down. He said, hey, man, I got your time serving. you're going home today. Cool, you know what I'm saying? So I started off homeless for, like, i say at least my first year out here. And I just took it one day at a time, just kept developing and learning different things about this city. Find out they got churches around here that support you there, let you wash your ass every day, you know. So hell, I had me a little side job, and then this one thing kept leading to another until I got to these little sobriety houses and made a lot of money. Then met this uh, girl, got in a two-year relationship with her, and then I just they look back from there. I said from this day forth, I'll never be homeless again,
1: never again. Man, I'm proud of you, man. That's the real shit. I did the same. You know, when I came on from the feds, I had to go to halfway house route two, man. Yeah. And it was, it was really kind of like rough honestly man when i was in the halfway house i ain't did a lot of talking about it yet i was in the houston halfway house i was probably the guy there doing the worst out of everybody because yeah. i was 50 miles from home uh man i didn't have no money coming home I, when i left i left my woman with a bunch of money in a car instead of trying to keep right. it from when i'm home now i went ahead and helped her life be easier and then i you know anyway i came home to pretty much nothing bro i my okay. daddy would come every Sunday. My daddy would drive up there to Houston and come get me for the four hours where we could just do whatever, and we'd yeah. hang out, man. I love my father, man, but, you know, he's not a rich man or nothing like that. So right. I had to do the same thing, man, and I'm, I know what you did. And guess what? I watched because, uh, man, them men go back to crime so fast. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: First hey. week, hey, first Kate? week, they're back
1: to crime, and I'm sitting there laying there yeah. suffering, and I don't want to do this no more. Fuck this. And that's you
0: what I did. K? That was from Hoover. He was uh he was uh eleven deuce Hoover.
1: I think so. I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't remember.
0: So, so, I guess you could say light skinned if he had the glasses on. But if we was on beat together, when I was on that uh, parole violation, I was uh in SAG here in the county, because you know they threaten the officer, they don't take that light here. So I'm in SAG. and I'm looking out the B shoe one day and I see AK going in. There. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, this nigga on beat though. So I get out of red suit and whatever wing he was on, I was like, hey, I signed over to him, tell him to go to wreck. So he go to wreck and he was like, damn, cuz, what you doing here? Told him my story. He said that he got came here to Abilene and he was already on the life the life Centers, a life sentence, made parole on a life sentence, robbed the 7 Eleven, and ended up going back in another 50 years. I was like, God, dog. Man,
1: man that's crazy. Man, man. Come on. I
0: just said just left you. And you
1: already on your way back. Damn. Well, man, it's uh, it's hard to do bad. You know what I'm saying? Honest to God. See what you're talking right. about, man. That's why I love what you're saying so much. The shit you're saying, where you're doing bad, having to go to the church and shit, man, that's the hardest shit in the world for a grown ass man nope. to do. It's hard, hey, man. It's costing you a part of your life where you ain't want for shit. You know right. what I'm saying?
0: I ain't saying what I was doing was right, but hey, man, I wasn't hurting, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. not you hurting. A- My son had a- his head clothes on his on his back, food in the stomach. As long as he was all right, I was all right. You know what I mean? Right. I wasn't worried about me too much. Man, we same didn't matter. have all that taken away from you.
1: not, man. I'm proud of you, Blue, man. It makes me happy, man, to hear you, that, that you're doing this. And and you tell me the same shit off of camera, too. This ain't no front for the camera, man. This man means the shit he's saying, man. So I love yeah. you, brother. We're going to go ahead and close this up, man. Shout out, City, Mac. Appreciate you, G. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we might probably do. Come back later, man. They're going to want to see some more, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. All right? No problem. Thanks, Prince story, family. Thank you, man.